Stories of Ordinary People. Boyet, who is five years my senior, was the head of our department and had developed a fondness for me. At first, I shrugged off his flirty ways as I was told he was, you know, homosexual. He boasted that it's going to be easy for him to create similarly scandalous pictures of me. He also threatened to spread the picture he sent through the internet. Stories that present legal questions. Is my husband's homosexuality enough reason to ask for the dissolution of our marriage? I am actually terrified that this photo will be leaked at work and seen by my customers. Straightforward advice that makes complicated legal issues simple to understand. To be able to constitute a ground for the solution of her marriage, Maria has first to prove by a preponderance of evidence the fact that her husband is a homosexual. The situation of Beatrice is no longer uncommon nowadays. That is why we have several new laws on internet content abuse and cyberbullying. Welcome to the second season of Amicus Juris, the podcast project, where real-life stories and their legal consequences are featured in a manner that is easily understandable. Good evening. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Blessy, and together with my co-host, JP. We are going to discuss complicated legal doctrines in simple terms. Hi, good evening, partner. So tonight's episode actually left a lump in my throat because it is about a situation that may really happen to anybody. I am talking about hitching a ride when going to school or to work. I was actually taken aback that this can subject anybody to a grave legal consequence. Personally, this episode made me think twice about hitching a ride. But then you know, such a gesture of kindness is ingrained in Filipino culture. This is particularly true in far-flung towns where modes of transportation are scarce. Hitching a ride with a friend or even a total stranger is common. Yes, so for tonight's episode, we will be discussing checkpoints and transportation of illegal drugs under Section 4, Article 2 of the Dangerous Drugs Act. We are lucky to have Attorney Salvador Alba to explain to us the legal implication of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Our letter sender tonight is Lilibet, a 19-year-old student. Let us listen to her story. college student living in one of the farming municipalities outside the city. Because of the COVID pandemic, our classes are conducted online. This has become difficult for me as the internet signal at the farm is weak. I need to go to the town proper to be able to get a strong signal. But this is a small sacrifice for me. 
I do not want to burden my parents in paying for my boarding house and food allowance if I go back to the city. Every day, I take a tricycle to the town proper which is actually around 15 minutes away from our house. After my class in the evening, I will also take a habal-habal or a motorcycle ride back home. Sometimes, this could be difficult as there are a few habal-habals plying the route when it's already late. On that fateful day, my professor took time to finish the class. It was already late and when I got to the tricycle terminal, there were no tricycles going back to our place. There were no habal-habals either. As the town was getting deserted, I decided to walk home. I know that it will take around an hour to reach home, but then I will not be stuck in town at that belated time. While walking, I noticed a tricycle has passed by. It stopped a few meters in front of me. Mindai, what are you doing out here this late? I looked at the person who was calling to me. I realized it was Manong Armando, who is a friend of my father. He lives a few kilometers after our house, and his route home will surely pass by our house. I could hitch a ride going home. But then, I remember my father cautioning me. He is a village toughy, and has been involved in some shenanigans. Come on, guy. Ride me home. I know your father. I don't want him worrying about you walking home alone in the dark. I am still hesitant to take Manong Armando's offer, but somehow, he was right. Father will surely be worrying about me. So I hitched a ride on Manong Armando's tricycle. Anyway, it is just a few kilometers and I am home safe. And so I thought. A few meters from where I boarded Manong Armando's tricycle, I noticed there was a police checkpoint. This made Manong Armando to slow down and was eventually stopped by the policemen who were manning the checkpoint. One of the policemen talked to Mang Armando and asked him where the marijuana was hidden. I was shocked with what I heard and shivered in fear. The policeman repeated his question, but Manong Armando remained silent. He was told that a tip from an informer has alerted the policeman that a large number of marijuana is going to be transported by a tricycle. That is why they set up a checkpoint. As it was near pitch dark, the policemen beamed their flashlights on us. One of the policemen noticed a grocery carton at the backside of the tricycle. He asked Mang Armando what were the contents of the grocery carton. The old man casually replied, uh, those belong to a neighbor who asked me to pick it from the market. However, the policeman proceeded to open the grocery carton and found several bricks of dried marijuana in there. They immediately arrested Mang Armando and to my great surprise, they also arrested me. I was later told that the policemen are charging me with a violation of Section 4, Article 2 of the Dangerous Drugs Act. They said I was caught transporting marijuana together with Mang Arnaldo. Guys, I am really concerned for my life now. As I told you, I am just a student. If it is true that I am liable for transporting drugs by just hitching a ride, my life is already doomed. What can you say about this?
my goodness, all of a sudden I am having goosebumps. I mean, this can very happen to me too. Being from a small municipality, I often hitch a ride with friends whenever there is no more tricycle to bring me home. Oh no, me too actually. I would often hitch a ride with friends whenever my destination is just on their way. But now that I heard about Lilibet's predicament, I am now thinking twice about riding with friends. As this is a very important legal issue that a lot of persons can identify with, let us ask our guest lawyer, attorney Salvador Alba, what he can say about Lilibet's predicament. Good evening, Leslie and JP. Thanks for having me back in the podcast. What happened to Lilibet is just unfortunate. She was at the wrong place at the wrong time. In one Supreme Court decision, it was ruled that it was immaterial whether or not the one arrested was the owner of the marijuana. Proof of ownership of the marijuana is not necessary in the prosecution of illegal drug cases. In that case, it was decided that the accused defense that a package containing marijuana actually belonged to the unidentified passenger is much too convenient and tried an alibi to instill belief. Fortunately, there is a glimmer of hope that exists for Lilibet. This is because there is also a Supreme Court decision that invalidated a search and seizure similar to what happened to her and Mang Armando. It was ruled that there were no suspicious circumstances that preceded the arrest. Police officers had no reason to accost any individual. Even if there is a tip from a supposed informer, this is not enough. The Supreme Court required that there should be presence of more than one seemingly innocent activity from which taken together warranted a reasonable inference of criminal activity. In Lilibet's case, both she and Armand Armando were on their way home and having a grocery box at the back of the tricycle. Does not rouse any suspicion that both of them are committing a criminal act, stated otherwise, such circumstance by itself could not have led the arresting officers to believe that both were in transporting marijuana. Ooh, what a relief! It is good that our Constitution holds dear our person's right to privacy. Without the requirements for effecting a valid warrantless search, Lilibet could be looking at the long prison time, even if she just hitched a ride with Mang Arnaldo in the hope to get home safe. But then, partner, we must remember that riding with strangers or hitching a ride with people you do not know may put you in hot water. If it is later found out that drugs are found in the vehicle they are riding, good faith or the lack of intention is not a defense because our dangerous drugs law is a special law. You are correct there, partner. So guys, 
Choose carefully who you ride or hitch a ride with. You cannot be really sure. Alright, so that ends our episode for tonight. Again, we thank you for your continued support to our podcast. And anyone who wants us to feature a legal issue can send us an email at amicusjuristpodcast at gmail.com. This is your host, JP, and together with Blasi, we bid you good night. Stories discussed in this podcast are inspired by real cases decided by the Supreme Court. The opinions and views of the guest lawyers are their own personal analysis and views on the featured topic. Any comment about the podcast episodes may be sent to Amico's Juris Facebook page.